Michael Popak, Legal AF with breaking news. The Manhattan DA has started the process of prosecuting Donald Trump for his role in paying hush money to Stormy Daniels in the 2016 campaign to hide her sordid tale of an affair with Donald Trump from the voters. How do we know that? It's because it's now clear from reporting and from those on the street in front of the grand jury process in the lower Manhattan that there is a special grand jury in place, 23 members of Manhattan residents, impaneled for six months starting today to hear prosecutors present a case against Donald Trump. This coming out of the Manhattan DA's office. This is the final step before an indictment. The focus will be on what Michael Cohen has told everybody about and actually served jail time for, which is the illegal campaign contribution that Michael Cohen paid in 2016 and then was reimbursed directly by Donald Trump and the Trump Organization to pay off Stormy Daniels so that she wouldn't go to the press with her tale related to her relationship. This is not the first person that has been paid off by somebody uh, to benefit Donald Trump, who was about to allege an affair. We now know that the first witness, or one of the first witnesses today, that will be testifying against Donald Trump and in favor of the indictment and the prosecution is David Pecker. David Pecker is the little-known but uh, very influential former publisher of the National Enquirer, OK Magazine, and other things. Best friends with Donald Trump. They have adjoining estates in Palm Beach County, the National Enquirer based in Boca Raton, Florida, nearby. And David Pecker has spent a lifetime grabbing out of the coattails of Donald Trump, first when he was a developer and then presidential candidate, and even going so far as to operating a catch-and-kill program at the National Enquirer. Listen to this one, folks. Catch-and-kill isn't exactly what you think, but similar. He would go out with his crew and find people that were going to say bad things about Donald Trump, primarily women who were going to testify about having affairs with him or that he sexually groped them or did something else inappropriate, such as uh, Karen McDougal, a former Playboy model who was about to go public with her illicit affair. You've never heard probably probably of Karen McDougal except in the deepest recesses of the web because David Pecker operated a catch-and-kill program, paid her $150,000, and her story went away. It was never, of course, published in the National Enquirer. That was found to be an illegal campaign contribution, and the National Enquirer and David Pecker paid a fine of over $200,000 related to that. Sound familiar? This is exactly what happened with Stormy Daniels. In fact, David Pecker was involved with the Stormy Daniels payoff. He originally found her through Michael Avenatti, the now disgraced attorney that represented her at one time. Pecker spoke to Cohen. They both decided that Cohen better make the initial contacts with Stormy Daniels' attorney and arrange the deal. Michael Cohen has testified already under oath before he went to jail himself for federal campaign violation that Donald Trump knew about it, orchestrated, and it approved that Michael Cohen would lay out $130,000 from, quote unquote, his own money, but then get immediately reimbursed from the Trump organization through Alan Weisselberg, who is currently serving five months in Rikers Island for his role in a tax evasion scandal and scheme that the same Manhattan DA's office obtained a 17-count conviction just over a month ago. So Alvin Bragg, who was the Manhattan DA, much beleaguered, um, much criticized, 
has come around, having now won basically 17-0 against the Trump Organization, the first prosecutor ever to bring down criminally any entity associated with Donald Trump, his main operating company. This same Alvin Bragg and his team of new prosecutors are with the special grand jury today as we speak, will be for up to six months with that special grand jury, presenting the evidence and reconstructing what happened and the money flow, follow the money here, and the bouncing ball, David Pecker at National Enquirer, Michael Cohen, linking directly to Donald Trump, paying the money, speaking to Donald Trump at least two times the day before the money was wired to Stormy Daniels' attorney, then getting reimbursed from the Trump Organization through Alan Weisselberg, its CFO. And there's two more people in both the Trump Organization and the Trump campaign that the prosecutors want to talk to. First, they want to talk to um, somebody who actually testified at the earlier trial, and that was the controller. And they want to find out from the controller what he knows about the payments and how they were recorded on the books of the Trump Organization, because everyone believes they were recorded as um, legal expenses. Why does it matter? Because if they were fraudulently recorded on the books, that is a crime in the state of New York. That's the crime that you need to prosecute. Now, it's only a misdemeanor unless it follows and, and uh, promotes another crime in furtherance of another crime. But the other crime, it looks like, will be the federal election uh, campaign violation. It can't be a state violation because it wasn't a state campaign that Trump ran for. He ran for federally as president of the United States. So the prosecutors are going to eventually have to marry these two concepts together, a state crime of um, cooking the books fraudulently combined with a federal election violation. And there's going to be a lot of litigation over that when that indictment finally comes out and a motion to dismiss, no doubt, being filed by Donald Trump. And they will attack this academic issue about whether that federal, federal election crime can support a felony in the state of New York. But that's for another day. The important thing shouldn't be lost. We now have a dramatic escalation of the prosecution of Donald Trump with a special grand jury impaneled. It's not going anywhere. Those 23 people are going to be meeting regularly with prosecutors from Alvin Bragg's office for the next six months, maybe less, based on the presentation of evidence. And the other person that the uh, other two people that the prosecutors are looking closely at are the longtime executive assistant of Donald Trump. I will tell you from having worked in New York from a lot of my career, nobody knows more about the operations of a company than the executive assistant, not the secretary, the executive assistant or personal assistant for the person in charge, and especially in a family office-like environment like Donald Trump. So they're going to they're gonna go squeeze that executive assistant, just as in the Nixon-Watergate affair, they squeeze the personal secretary um, that uh, Miss Lincoln, that that worked for Don, uh, for uh, uh, Richard Nixon, same thing here. Squeeze the EA, squeeze the controller who gave shaky testimony to begin with, um, and wasn't really supportive of Donald Trump during the prosecution of the tax case. Get him back, and now they're going to have to squeeze two other people. Well, one doesn't have to be squeezed. Michael Cohen's going to voluntarily dump on Donald Trump. He, he's done it before. Um, the problem with Michael Cohen, and he's a friend of the pod, he's got his own podcast on our same network, is that you know they're going to spend a considerable amount of time going after him for bias because he did serve a couple of years in federal penitentiary because of his role in this same affair. 
That can cut both ways with a jury. They can think, well, he served his time and he's he's uh, he served his debt to society and he's telling the truth now. Or they can say, oh, this guy wants to retaliate against the guy that got him into that pickle. Um, the other way they can undermine him is that Michael had his own suit against Donald Trump and others related to him uh, being left in jail longer than he should have over COVID. He, and he proved that there was retaliation by Trump, now president, and how the Bureau of Prisons was making decisions about whether to release Michael Cohen early because of COVID. So Michael is great because he connects Donald Trump directly to the payment, but he comes with a little bit of hair and a little bit of baggage. Alan Weisselberg, as Michael Cohen has already testified, is the direct link, right? He's the missing link, if you will, for the payment, because that payment of the 130000 by Michael Cohen from his own personal account got reimbursed through the Trump organization through the longtime CFO, Alan Weisselberg. And Alan Weisselberg is cooling his heels in a really disgusting jail, thank God, called Rikers Island, which should have been shut down years ago. It's so decrepit. And he may be ready after you know a couple of weeks hanging out in, with those people in Rikers Island and his fellow prisoners and his fellow uh, uh, jumpsuit wearers. He may be ready to start talking to get out early and to avoid other criminal prosecutions because the Manhattan DA's office not, is not done with Alan Weisselberg yet. There's still insurance fraud that they're investigating and other loan fraud that has Alan Weisselberg's fr- fingerprints all over it. So what do we know so far? Brand new bombshell. Dramatic escalation. Manhattan DA following after Fawny Willis a week ago announcing in Georgia that she's about ready to bring indictments about against multiple defendants. Alan, Alan Bragg, not to be outdone, having already gotten convictions against the Trump organization. He it's announced today there's already a special grand jury ready potentially to indict Donald Trump himself for the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels through David Pecker at the National Enquirer, Michael Cohen, former counsel, through the hands of Alan Weisselberg, Donald Trump's executive assistant, Donald Trump's controller, who would have been responsible for the improper or fraudulent book entry, a crime in New York. That's what we know on day one. I can't imagine what we're going to learn on day two through six months. This is a developing story, hot off the presses. Michael Popak, Legal AF, will cover it more as we learn more information with my co-anchor, Karen Friedman Agnifilo, formerly the number two in the Manhattan DA's office. We got a show on Wednesday called Legal AF, and we'll be talking about this very issue and getting her former prosecutor, and she knows a lot of the people that are now involved, a lot of the new people that are now involved in the case, and we'll hear from her. And on Wednesday, Ben Mysalis and I will pick it up with Legal AF on the weekend. That's where we are right now. So for everybody that was concerned, oh boy, Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn, the special prosecutors, they left noisily, you know, three months into Alvin Bragg's term and because they really wanted him to prosecute Donald Trump 90 days into Alvin Bragg's term of office. Okay, at least let's give credit where credit is due. It may have taken him a year, a year and a month, and a series of convictions against Donald Trump that and a Trump organization that actually stuck. But Alvin Bragg is now ready to bring an indictment against Donald Trump. That's what a special, uh, a special grand jury impaneled for six months says. So we'll follow it. Michael Popak, Legal AF. 
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.